Hey everyone, welcome to the Creature Cast, the official console creatures podcast. My name is Steve, and I'll be your host uh, this evening. And joining me, as always, my co-host, editor in chief of Console Creatures, Bobby. How are you doing today? It is a snowy, snowy Wednesday, and I wish I was in Barbados right now. So, oh my God, is it ever? We are getting pelted with snow, keeping us indoors. I don't know if that's a bad thing right now. I'm kind of cool with it. I mean, I want to go out, but not in a blizzard. And no. I tried. I did try to go shopping, and I failed. I just <laughs> no. Like I got to the drive out of the driveway, got to the main street, and I was like, "That's it. I'll go on Friday." But yeah, other than that, I think we're in the midst of a Canadian winter. It's time. We needed it. It. it we called for it. Like it's it's been months without snow. Well, that's just it. We got so lucky for so long that now it feels like just over the course of what, eight hours, it caught up to us. (laughs) It doesn't feel like it's been eight hours. It feels like it's been like a week of snow, just by by the snow plowing I can hear outside. It's just, it's been like buzzing in my ear, but the, the, the benefit of technology, right? Like there's no snow in my driveway anymore. So right. beautiful. <laughs> there you go. Um, and this episode, I'm really excited because we got a, a very special guest. Um, you. S- you know, someone who I've actually wanted to get on this show for quite a long time. It's Stephanie Greenall, the uh, head of communications at Tilt 5. Uh, someone who I've known for now probably five years. Yeah, I, I think we met at the five... Pimax event yes. a million years ago. Yeah, Pimax came to Canada. Maybe I know. That. And that was pretty... <laughs> Exactly. Um, And and Stephanie, I'm so happy to have you here because I I feel like we're now at this like precipice where people are now talking a lot about VR again. Uh, It came, it kind of went, especially through COVID. I feel like a lot of people are just like, "Eh, I'm not going to wear a headset. I want want human connections. I don't want to put something that removes us even more. Um, But that being said, I mean, we're less than a month away from PSVR 2. That's causing a whole bunch of, you know, further conversations and, you know, for me, at least, in, in my ecosystem, I'm seeing news about Apple trying to get into AR and VR. And I thought, you know, there's no better person that I know than you to talk about <laughs> this this side of the uh, the ecosystem, whether it's, you know, entertainment or uh, video games. VR, AR is all encompassing there. Uh, so, yeah, I'm really excited to have you uh, on the show. How, how have things been with you? It's been great. Like, we've... At uh, at Till Five, it's been an incredible journey just for the even just the past year. Like to go from a company that did a Kickstarter in 2019, and then you had COVID, mm-hmm. and you try to do you know hardware manufacturing during a pandemic. I wouldn't recommend it. Okay, good to know. <laughs> um, it's a very kind of stressful time. But that being said, we've just finished shipping to our Kickstarter backers. We actually did what we said we were going to do, which is a pretty big deal. Um, It was a really like emotional moment when we got those kits out to real people. And now we're seeing people stream it on Twitch. Like that's pretty nuts. Um, And now we're gearing up for GDC. And yeah, just watching all this news of like new VR new AR stuff. And at the end of the day for us, if one person wins, we're all winning. Like this is like to get to the consumer has been like, even just my journey of talking to consumers 10 years ago versus talking to a consumer today. It's a very different conversation that I have to have. I can imagine. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, Yeah. 
that that's 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 really awesome and i know we we spoke uh briefly you know off the the podcast but you guys are also uh have launched or just about to launch your first Canadian made. Um, we did. I was yeah. very excited. Uh, Stitch Media, huge fan. Um, they built Terrarium and reached out. And I, because I originally, like I previously was at Interactive Ontario and big fans um, of the organization yes. and got to get to know a lot of these studios. And I said, well, I love like, for me, when I played the the game, I think I played it on PC first. I thought, oh, like this would be really great from a top down view. Like I really want to see this angle, and I can't see it on this game. So I went after Evan at Stitch, and I said, I want it. I want it. I'd like, please yeah. come, come. And I and I had promised Interactive Ontario, of like I'm gonna leave. I promise I will bring these Ontario studios <laughs> with me. Um, right. And so Evan so wonderfully came like came on board and and they integrated till five and now you can play terrarium as a hologram which That's is so cool. so cool like for me that was an emotional like i was like oh so i there's other projects and people that i'm poking and and feeling out um i'll get some more <laughs> i i i can only imagine um and i mean for them I'm assuming that they didn't even think about that that being a possibility when they're creating that game. Uh, they're thinking, okay, it's going to be a 3D puzzler, something like that. To to go from that to you know a hologram on someone's living room table, they, they couldn't foresee that. So like in your from what you've seen, like what's that reaction kind of been like? It's re it's it's a lot of fun because yeah. again, when you have all these different technologies it's seeing is believing so i can pitch you all day i can show you a video and what i, I was actually i was teaching the other day at, at shulik business about kind of marketing and communicating this type of technology and i said we were all burned by the magically blue whale oh, okay that like killed the industry in terms of in terms of marketing because even my mom sent me that video and she doesn't send me anything like game or VR related. And she's like, have you seen this thing? And for those who haven't seen it, it was a video of all these kids in a gym and this giant blue whale crashing into the floor and splashing. And it was so exciting. And that's not what the product was. Like that's not, <laughs> I remember getting into like the back room of some like uh, a opening event for games and, and they're like, oh, here you go. And I was like, Ah, yeah. Like I was a little brokenhearted. Like I wanted the holodeck. I wanted all of these sci-fi promises, the Marvel, right. and it just didn't compute. Um, so we're we understand that you have to see it. So we have to do the trade shows. We have to go. Like I've dragged my Tilt Five system out to bars. It's got chicken wing oh stains God. and margarita, <laughs> which thank God you just couldn't wipe off. Yeah. So it's pretty durable. Um, but that's what it is. Like you have to show people. And we were at Pocket Gamer. It was the first kind of Toronto event that we had done. And it was the okay. first time that I got to reconnect with like the Canadian studios. And we didn't even get a booth. Like we just stole a table in a hallway and like, we like to do some kind of like guerrilla style. Sometimes. I was going to say very grassroots. We're very, we're very good at your, Yeah. Um, bootstrap. I love it. But we put it down and people always come over. They're like, what is this? And there are some, you know, I will say some, some developers that are your old curmudgeons. 
Sure. And they, I would, and they're like, well, we don't believe you. I was like, I've known you for years. Like, why would I lie to you? And I would sit them down and I'd have like the biggest grumps just completely flip. And they're like, I get this. I've got, and, and what made me really excited was they're like, I have a game that I shelved like 10 years ago that would look really good on this. I could just update it. So we're able to give some of these games that kind of like got shelved years ago or they ran out of funding a completely new life. Yeah. So that's a lot of fun. Absolutely. And um, I, I mean, you've already kind of seen that 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 porting process of something already existing or like you're saying, not even uh, existing at the time and then being brought over. What What's that process like for like a developer? It um, is so much easier than they think it is. Really? Um. Yeah. So, I mean, every time that I've said to someone, I'm like, oh, like if you have a Steam game, like a Steam VR or I'm like, are you going to port it to Quest or, you know, back when it was called, you know, whatever. The, the quest. And there, I would get scowled at. Yeah. Like that process is a nightmare. I don't want to talk about it. Um, but we have a lot of people on the team that have come from worlds where it has been a nightmare and they want to make this as easy as possible. So we've built out like we've built out an SDK that is drag and drop. And so you just kind of plug it into unity. We've just launched um, unreal as well. And you just map the controller and maybe you have to finesse some other, you know, a lot of developers hide things in, in their games that they need to fix up because that now opens up right. everything. Um, and it was funny because I would tell people this, I was like, it's really, really easy. We were at Gamescom in Germany and they'd be, not fighting with us, but like, oh, they'd roll their eyes. And it would be either Jerry Ellsworth, who is our CEO and, and co-founder, she would grab her laptop and whip open Unity and show them. I've done the same thing. I was like, I'm not a developer by trade. I've tinkered. I can build some things <laughs> so I can have a conversation. Right. Um but for an actual student, they, they're like, okay, like this isn't as scary as I thought it was. This isn't going to be a 12-month process. This could be a three-month process. It could be a one-month process depending on the size of team. And it's been really interesting. Like I have um, developers all around the world now that are sending me stuff that they've built and they oh, don't wow. even have a system yet. Yeah. Like, they're like, oh, I just I just put in the SDK, just tinkered it around. Does this work? And they'll send me a file. I was like, oh, my God. Like, how did you find out about this? <laughs> um, and then we that's why we launched the lab. Um, okay. So we have our Tilt 5 game catalog. That lives where, you know, you, you can go and look through the catalog. And the games already live essentially where they were created. So the developers are just putting the SDK into an existing game, like on Steam. If it lives there, then they just update the game and now it has a tilt five version. If you like, if you plug in the glasses, sure, it'll know. Um, so then you just it just goes through that. So we tried to make it as easy as possible, and so that's why we again created the lab and people can just send projects. We've had students, we've had like all over the place. There was one that we got really surprised by. Um, Texas Children's Hospital sent us a video and it was. They had created a experience for cancer kids to help like children with cancer to try and like understand what was going on and they could okay. battle these little cancer, you know, cells. And it just kind of gave them an, a better understanding and helped sure. them get through the process. 
like, why didn't you tell us? Like, we would have helped. Like, yeah, yeah. But that's how easy. Like, people are just sending us things, which is not a bad problem to have. Not at all. I, I can only assume that that must be nice. Mm-hmm. Um, and I mean, from the from the flip side, what's What's using Till5 like on the user end uh, for people who might not know and might be interested in, you know, one day, you know, diving in? Like, what does that look like from, you know, opening up the box to plugging in it? Like, what what do they require, if anything? Yeah, so it's, it is super easy. And like, that was one thing that we were per- pulled together for was that this system is essentially about bringing friends and family together for game mm-hmm. night. So it's not actually about the hardware. It's about we want actual people to get together, whether it's locally or remotely. You can play like I play with the team in California. I'm here in Ontario, um, which is really cool to play that. Um, But essentially, it comes in a box. We have multiple packs that you can purchase. So you can buy uh, one pack, two pack or three pack. Um, And they come with each set comes with one pair of glasses and a wand controller um so i've got them actually here so they're super super light which you need if you're going to play a game of course i (laughs) i'm a huge demio fan love the game you can be in there for like three hours your face is hot (laughs) your neck hurts yeah i poke at them all the time and i we love them dearly um but yeah i tease them a lot like this is like fix this um but with these guys they're we say they're like about two ray-bans you can wear them with glasses super light they've got vents in we've had them running all day gdc for like three days my face is not on fire really (laughs) which it's a huge thing they are tethered this version right now the yeah. um the reason is because you're you have that trade-off and that's what we're you're going to be seeing with a lot of different headsets is like you need a lot of compute power for lots of different like with this kind of tech mm-hmm. do you want it on your face or do you want it plugged into a you know a computer or a phone right and so right now this tethers into your computer or your phone again wherever the game lives um and it's 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 a lot different. Like I've had my face like trying different headsets. It's terrifying. <laughs> um, but the wand, like this is the controller. Mm-hmm. It looks ridiculous. It looks like a barbecue lighter. It does. And that's why I like it so much. <laughs> that's, that's, I've never seen anything like that. That's, that's so cool. the reason being, there is one console that cracked the family. And that console was the Wii. Makes sense. Okay. Yep. If you could see kind of the with the back trigger, absolutely. Yeah. Right. And there was a lot of different iterations. There was one that looked like a pancake flipper, which was kind of funny. Um, but this, it's if you're going to get friends and family together for game night, how hard is it to get grandma on a dual stick? Right. Xbox controller. Yep. 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 <laughs> it's not gonna work. Impossible. I, like she can't even get her Netflix password. It's it's a hot That's mess. It. Um so everyone knows how to point. Like especially with six stop, you just are able have being able to point is huge. There's also the ability to switch it around and play it gamepad style. 
depending on the game. Love that. Yeah. So that kind of changes it up. Um, it was really interesting going between two different events. When we go to AWE, which is the Augmented World Expo, mm-hmm. um, a lot of corporate enterprise and not a lot of gamers. There are some. And sure. they'll come up and they're not sure. They're excited. They've heard of us. They need a quick lesson on how to use the controller. If we go to GDC, I can't get two words in and I'm pushed out of the way. <laughs> like, I know how to use a controller. But, yeah. So it's it's easy to use. Um, in terms of how you set it up is essentially you open the box, you open Steam, you plug in the con- the glasses, it's a USB-C, and if you pick a game um, and you just like, if you, you know, go to Terrarium, you choose Terrarium, it pops up. It's like, do you have a Tilt 5 glasses? Yes. And then the game launches. There so <laughs> for me, that was a big deal because I've lived in the world where I have to set up towers and like God, yeah. wires, like during the pandemic, um, I had a lot of organizations that wanted to check to see if their game or experiences would work on an HTC Vive. Gotcha. And so my closet is where VR headsets go to die. And so they're like, we need you to test some. I'm like, yeah, sure. Like I can do this. And I have never cursed so many names trying to set that thing back up after having the quest where there's no tether and I can just put it on and play or sideload it. Like, yeah. So making it easy to use was a massive deal. Big time. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Because I, I mean, I've had a decent amount of exposure to, to various headsets and everything. I mean, one that killed me was always the original PS VR was because of it was, cord connected to a box connected to the, the playstation but you had to put it in like a certain way and i was like oh, yeah. once this thing is unplugged this thing is never going back unfortunately oh, yeah. like I, mine is over there i, <laughs> I love it just in my closet i yeah. can't be bothered i just hate anything to do that tethers me to something and it just yeah it i don't know for me it feels like we're finally getting to that space where they're they're realizing that people don't care for that they just want ease of use and a lot of fun like that's the biggest thing is like how can you make it fun and i think that's the yeah thing is get the tether out of there i don't mind like when you do need that compute power like right when yeah. there's certain games like if you're doing vr chat with um with a quest quest mm-hmm. 2 it's better to plug it into your to your pc yeah a lot of time you're not running around in your actual room um there are times where there's certain games that i don't want to be tethered like i love supernatural okay i had to fix my office because i used to have this massive like horrible chandelier thing that i would i smash my hand into (laughs) but it's a space like you can't be tethered for that um with the playstation like i Originally, when it, they first announced it, I was like, great. I'm going to go out and I grabbed a coffee at like 7 a.m. on the way to the office. And I like swung by Walmart. And I was like, I have to get this before it sells out. I'm like the only person in there. <laughs> but again, it was like a million years ago. Yeah. Um, but it was exciting. I will say that it was one of the, the comfiest headsets. Like having that halo and being able to turn that was, Adjusted. Yeah. was 
a lot better. And now that you have like the quest with the counterweight, yep. I find that helps. Um, I think having PlayStation, like it's one of those things that's going to help people get into the VR ecosystem. I like, think a so. lot of people already have this console. You just add it versus asking them to purchase something new. Yeah. So that's kind of a lesson that we're all like, again, it's one of those things like one person wins, we're all going to win in this. Like we have to all kind of work together to get the consumer into this space. And and, and that's just it. And um, going back to the, the comfort thing for a moment, I, I always saw your, your social posts about uh, the till five heads and everything. And it, it always struck, stuck out to me as like um, almost like, um like 80s beach sunglasses where you have like the the little the little visor on top i was like this is awesome just from like an aesthetic point of view but i i truly wondered if it was that comfortable if 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 it was like something that you could wear for hours on end um so especially for someone who wears glasses there are like nose pieces (laughs) yeah um to to be in a long game night like i've played three hours like when we're doing game testing we test like twice a week as in a group um and yeah they can be long and it's hilarious like we have so much fun and um we were doing we're launching um a big title soon that we're really excited for and it's been a lot of fun sitting down and we'll play together like i remember right before we broke for christmas i think it was the day before christmas eve there was a couple of us that were just going for like a couple hours just kind of playing through the game, which, I mean, it's a tough life when you have to play video games. Uh, <laughs> you're preaching to the choir. Yeah. <laughs> I will say, though, sometimes I don't get to play all the games that I want to. Like, yeah, that's tough. Like, this that's is my tough. work gaming area. My, like, life gaming area is in front of my TV with a beanbag chair. Love that. That's, yeah. there's two different Separation. Like, yeah. You need the separation. Absolutely. <laughs> from the from the galaxy and Batman and Robin yeah. in the background, you need the beanie bag chair somewhere. Oh, to I love transition. the beanie bag chair, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I do want to get back to, to PSVR and eventually uh, the Apple headset and everything. I, I love being able to talk about uh, Tilt 5. Uh, but I, before we get to, to that, uh, I want to know, Stephanie, have you been playing anything like... Uh, aside from like till five, has there been anything you've been uh, toying around with? Anything uh, captivating you? Witcher three. Yes. Okay. So it was funny because I had talked to CD Project Red and we did a, an interview with um, with their their sound team and yep. I had made a comment. I was like, "Hey, like I just like got back into like." She's like, "Why are you starting now? Like wait till the update." <laughs> yeah. It's. I have a really hard time with larger games because i don't always have enough time so i can't play them like after work usually that's when i get annoyed and i just play fall guys on the couch (laughs) and it's me screaming right um but like the weekend if i can sit down for like four four hours and like just play the witch like that's that's my jam like i really love that um i'm waiting for um it uh ravenlock by coco cucumber raven like it yes that's... i'm so i was obsessed with echo generation me too like the soundtrack the like yeah so i'm everything that about one's, it, yeah that one's on my list i'm waiting for that also um broken specter which is by stitch media 
Okay. Um, I don't know how much they've said about it publicly. I know they've done a couple of events, but I remember when Evan like pitched the idea years ago, pre-pandemic, and I almost tackled him. I was like, I am your audience. Like it is like this horror. Like I was like me, like whatever you do, get it to me. Yeah. <laughs> um, I have put like I've, I've I've seen some of it, and I'm waiting for the day that it it's it comes out. So I don't know when they're going to start kind of talking about that, but that's a game that I'm. I'm really excited for. Yeah, and, they, and they have a listing I. on their they have a listing on their website about an um a cosmic horror narrative game. I'm sold. I don't like <laughs> Yeah. But the thing is like if you ever hear Evan pitch a a game, you just sit there and you're like he's such a great storyteller, so uh, all of like and that team okay. is so great. Um so yeah, I'm I super fangirl over them all the time. <laughs> Well, I'll keep that one on my radar for sure. Um, yeah. And then you say Goldeneye and I'm, I'm just, right there with you. And uh, I think it's uh, one I've been waiting for is, is it Inculinati? I'm not It's like a medieval. Inculuminati. Inculinati. It's like illustrations, like a medieval game. And it, Inculinati, I, yeah. I think it's coming to Xbox Game Pass. Ink-based strategy game yes. from medieval manuscripts. Yeah, but yeah. that look, it yeah. looks really it looks, cool. It looks like Pentiment. It kind of reminds me of Pentiment. Yes. A little bit, yeah, right? Yeah. Huh. And I loved that game. That was probably one of my favorite games last year. So this is on my radar right now. Wish yeah, I like this is cool. wish. That's what I do. I just go through like wish list stuff, and then like when I have time, if I can sit down and like sink my teeth into something. But I've been definitely watching that one for a while. Like the developer create. Like I just send messages. Like please, oh, this looks incredible. Yeah. Yeah, no, I'm sold. Yeah, that's awesome. Uh, And then, yeah, Goldeneye, obviously, from that announcement today. uh, Very excited that it's coming out uh, this week, That was my childhood. Right? Yeah. We just, and it's weird, like, just to bring back up um, kind of Tilt 5 and and the games. Like, when you played Goldeneye, you had to have, like, I don't know if you ever did this, but you had, like, the cardboard over your head, and you don't want people... Blank, we yeah. did the blanket and towel or the towel oh, yeah. over the head. 100%. Yeah. 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 Um, so with Till 5, you can have separate views. Like you can be playing on the same board wow. and have different That's views um, as well as like what we've re- had a lot of fun with like D&D. I can only imagine like how how you guys don't have like a, a full-blown partnership with D&D. I, I will. We'll get one. I hope so because <laughs> yeah. It's so yeah. much fun. Like there was one thing we were kind of, I was telling another group of people, I was like, well, if you have someone in your party who speaks elfish and someone else who doesn't, if you walk into a scene or there's like a perception role or something, you can make like the DM can make the scene where if there's elfish, you know, scribbled across a wall, one person can read it in English and the other person will just see complete gibberish. That's brilliant. Like there's all these different things. Yeah. Like, so we're, there's lots of ways that we're like completely nerding, like, there's there's not enough hours in the day is our problem. That's it. Uh, I mean, I'm, as a Final Fantasy fan, like Project uh, like Fort Condor would be perfect for that. Like it just fits. I don't know if you guys have played the new remake version of Fort Condor, but like, no, it's it's it it would fit perfectly until five. It's just like it. 
it's one of those tabletop games where I could see myself getting lost in it for hours just because I love Fort Condor. Even the like original. Any, anytime there's a game, I tell people, I was like, just message me and we'll go after this. Like, we'll go find the studio. We'll go well, talk it's to Square them. Enix. That so one cool. would be a tough sell. Those guys are insane. But I could see. I would love Sometimes to. Sometimes you got to just sweet talk them. It's fine. Yeah, that's true. You can't say Everyone no. Everyone can make it happen. Yeah, it's, it's definitely, yeah. If anyone can make it happen, you're right. Yeah. yeah. Um, Bobby, uh, I know you and I, we've been, uh, chipping away, putting a lot of hours into not a game per se, but a piece of hardware that uh, I wanted to really talk about this episode, uh, ahead of its, uh, release as, you know, as far as we're, uh, recording, but, uh, this little guy here for our, uh, viewing audience, it's the, uh, PlayStation DualSense Edge. It is a beautiful controller. Like I, is. I love what they've done with just the aesthetic i mean obviously it doesn't look much different than the stock you know the stock dual sense but it packs a lot more hardware into it it it's definitely a premium product just holding in your hands like it feels like you're paying for something a little bit more expensive yeah and i don't know if that's a good thing just you know just because i'm still on the fence about you know is it worth it and i mean for someone like me or maybe someone like you Mm -hmm. i don't think it is just yet i mean i don't use a lot of the functions that are on there i i probably could but i mean it's definitely catered to the tournament crowds and sure the enthusiasts and you know just people who who play a lot of like fighting games or call of duty who who like to switch between profiles like but there is a lot of potential i mean for the average consumer i could see it maybe in a year when they adjust the battery life because that's that's the biggest setback for me is just they packed all this technology but then they kept the same battery as the dual sense and that kind of bothers me i mean not, sure i don't want to say i hate it but like it does not make sense when you have like the elite series which has like a 40 hour battery life i think uh roughly yeah and i think yeah. and based on Pro, my experience thing. anyways this yeah, thing I, has about five to six hours of battery life i'm about i've run about six yeah. So yeah, my next set of tests are just gonna be turn off all the settings, turn off all the haptics, and how long is it gonna last? Right. Yeah. So I think that's the, that, and I've been asked that like how long is it gonna last? But I mean, it's a great controller. I do love it. It it uh, the function button, like the function. I, I don't know what they are. Are They nubs? Are they triggers? I don't. Know what yeah. Doing, I I think I love for the, for the, the audience, things. it's uh it's really cool. Uh, so right underneath each of the the thumbsticks, um, are two little new new buttons here. Um, short little like you said little nubs, but pressing and holding them will pop up this like UI on the the PlayStation Five screen where you can actually go through and select four or one of four custom profiles where you, where you make up like your remap button sets and everything that way you don't have to leave the game. I think that's brilliant. So it's just hold the button, select it. You're in your new custom profile. So let's just say you're playing call of duty and you have a profile set to have, I don't know, uh, your ping button and, and something set to the back. Then you switch over to Gran Turismo and you have, you know, your, your pedals uh at on the back you don't have to leave the game go into like a whole bunch of different menus customize it you can just do it all on the fly uh i think that that stuff is is, is brilliant and for as much as people like like to critique a lot of the the playstation 5's ui this one in particular this little menu that pops up super clean super intuitive uh the other thing you can do is like adjust party chat uh settings so like uh the 
the mi- mixing between the audio and the the voice chat. Although I will say the only I don't know about you and your your testing, it doesn't work with the Pulse 3D. Nope, it doesn't do it. So I, I confirmed it. Like I, anything Bluetooth wireless will not yeah, work. It has exactly. to be plugged into the 3.5 jack, and like that's fine. Sure. I mean, it's not every day I use a headset, but like with Dead Space coming out this week, I want to play with my 3D audio headset, and I don't really want to be, t- you know, tethered. Like I said, tethered. Yeah. My word, I don't like being tethered at all. But <laughs> that's what it comes back to. Yeah. Um, I mean, and the other thing is like I love the the firmware they've created. Like this. It's so intuitive. It's very clean, like you said. It it's just great. Like I like you said. I know a lot of people don't like the the OS on PlayStation Five, but it it's just so seamless and it functions so well. It's just like if it, it it's like an extension of the OS. It's like a natural progression of what we've seen, and there's a lot of opportunity to implement changes to it now. That it's this new controller that's out and mm-hmm. what's Sony going to offer with it once it's out, it's in the public and there's feedback from the general consumer. That's right. Yeah. And I'm just, I'm hoping they, the biggest thing that they really need to address is finding a way to get the, those wireless headsets working because it's it, who like I, everyone I know has a wireless headset. They've moved away from the wires and like mm-hmm. that, that's going to be a big deterrent for a lot of people. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, there's a couple of things that I think that, dual sense edge can improve and it's next iteration but i mean i like it's minimal. I like it. it feels good i uh, the yeah. only and i think actually actually i wouldn't say i think um they've confirmed a hall effect um analog sticks so you can actually buy the ones that don't drift they're coming i think within the next couple months but they're not official uh modules for the dual sense edge so oh interesting i'm looking forward to swapping mine out because like i have had drift on my launch dual shock and i think my first black one i bought i had to trade it in just because they just started drifting one day and yeah that's a big deterrent for me it's just i don't really you know i don't my room's not you know it's not dirty it should say it's clean it's not dirty there's no dust and it's ends up <laughs> it just ends up getting yeah just outing himself right here i have a dirty us. room yeah. i don't yeah. make my bed yeah it's okay. no. I do. You guys got me, but yeah. no, no. I just that that just drifts. It, it throws me like I want to break my TV when I get drift on it because like it's just like how like what did I do to cause this? Like I'm right. so careful. Like I clean my controllers and it's just like guys. Well, for I'm, most people, it's not even their fault. I mean, you look at Nintendo never. and their Joy Cons, like they're they're in it deep but i i think playstation came up with like a really cool system where you can take off this uh front faceplate yeah. and pull out the individual uh thumbstick modules replace them i in canada they're 24 uh 99 coming out you know mm-hmm. um this month and everything um so i think that's really cool so that you're not spending 264 dollars the moment this thing breaks or if it's like an out of warranty repair for your stick uh you can just replace the individual one it's it's a good it's a good thing they thought of the the downside is though is just it's this is the first you know it's, it's the first revision like I said there's going to be a second controller I'm sure in a couple of years what of are course. we going to see that's going to come out like what are the what are the downsides that we're going to see are we going to see like with a drift are we going to see faulty buttons yeah, yeah my biggest pet peeve is buttons that don't click sure. you know, when they get mushy like when they get mushy and you don't want to mm-hmm. use it more. N64 and, buttons are bad yeah. for that. Oh, the worst. They, they feel like nothing. Yeah. My, my DualShocks mm-hmm. were notorious for that. I don't know why, but I always had 
the square and the circle always get mush and I had to trade them in every so every so often just to get a new one cuz I'm like I like I'm not abusing it it's just it's a it's always something I noticed with Sony's controls like there's always a little bit of uh wiggle room for error on their on their products but sure. but so far so good I do like it I mean I love it it's just yeah. now it's just like am I going to you know do I think it's something the average person needs and that's a big question I haven't decided on yet See, I'm I'm kind of leaning more towards yes, if and the the, the big if you're already invested so heavily in the uh, the PlayStation ecosystem. It's like me with the the Elite uh, Series Two, which I bought now uh, two two elites at, at this point, and I think this offers the same kind of benefits. With the only a uh, few exceptions, you only have two back paddles instead of four on the Elite. Yes. Not not a not like a deal breaker for me. I, I think it's fine. Um, and then the other thing I've noticed is that because you can have the uh, the stop sliders for the trigger, so you know you lessen the travel time uh, to pull it down. Yeah. One thing I've noticed with Returnal and Ratchet and Clank, both of those have uh, alt modes for their weapons when you when you fire the trigger, uh, right. and then like halfway it will do like its alt fire. Uh, you can't do it anymore. With and I noticed, yeah, I noticed too, like uh, if you adjust them and the adaptive characters are gone. So like if you're playing a game with like a bow and arrow that, you know, how it has like yeah. the, the string the tension. Yeah. The tension's gone. Like they, they, they yeah. remove that. But like, I understand kind of why. Sure. It'll mess with the internals, which is fine. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, be prepared for these things. Like there are things that are exactly. changing and like, this is something you should consider when you're buying it. But overall, it's a good product. I do like it. It's just me too. I think I think the biggest thing is the battery life. I think that's the biggest hurdle that Sony constantly faces. I mean, even the regular DualSense ten hour battery life, it's whatever. I don't even uh, get ten hours. Like if I play tonight, I'll be at one percent, or you know, like out of the three after end of three hours. Yeah, if that. And I mean, I I mean, granted, I do charge every night, which probably does affect it, but I have to sure. charge it every night because it's it's never enough. Yeah. But I will say, I will say, good on Sony for uh, including one of the most comically long USB chargers. It's nine feet long. I like, I <laughs> so, like the cable. I like that that little. I do too. Lock but unwrapping it that. and trying to figure it, <laughs> yeah. it's comically long. Um, it's nice though. It's, it's a braided. It's one. better than too short. That's right. Exactly. I'll, yeah, I'll never go back to short cables. Like I, I'll rather just have like a skipping rope of, you know length with behind me just so i can have that extra foot but like it, it counts and like it, it's a good cable i mean uh i think i noticed a couple people saying online there should be like um and i agree with them there should be like a a quick release on the on that latch because it would save a lot of time and mm. i prefer that but like i mean it's cool what happens if the, me- the mechanism breaks is the only thing i'm kind of worried about yeah that's 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 a fair uh point uh the other thing i just want to point out the carrying case very nice Oh, it's it's sturdy. It's, I, it's, I mean, like this thing can keeps the dust out. It. There you go, Bobby. There you go, Bobby. <laughs> yeah. True. Yep. I thought of everything with this. I should have to. I have to recommend it now. Damn. Yeah. No. Um. But the the case is great. I actually like how you can charge it while it's in the case. Big big time. Just like the elite. It's very nice. Uh, now, see, I I, th- I only have the elite one because uh, I mean. I, I, it's mine's still in condition. Like I never bothered to get a second one just because my elite one still looks like it's you know brand new. I take care of it, and 
I don't know. I just never upgraded. But like I've heard so many problems with the Elite Two, so I kind of just shied uh, away from it. I, love I know. Elite Two. I'm a... I know a couple people who have gone through like three or four of them, and it's just like, okay, well, if that's the case, the stock Xbox controller is beautiful. Like, I love the Series controller. I think it's probably one of the best controllers I've ever used. Yep. And just to stick, just it's like it comes with the system. So like, why do I need to upgrade? And then I've got my old sure. Xbox One controller. It does the job. And yeah. I think I think that's one of Microsoft's best thing is their controller is just it's it's premium, and it it comes with the system. That's fair. Now, yeah. Bobby, I, one of the last things I want to ask you: uh, Are you a paddle guy or are you a uh, back button kind of nubby guy? Because I I I'm not used to these little like uh, half, half dome nubs. nubs. Yeah, and they're kind of weird. I'm not gonna I, lie. I've been using okay. I've been using the paddles for for Call of Duty. Yeah, the nubs are pretty good for Need for Speed. I noticed, and then I've been throwing a, one of each on, on on just like an RPG I've been playing. So I've been playing Final Fantasy VII Remake just to throw, just to test it out, and like it feels weird, but like I like the 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 nub and the paddle together. So like the nubs more for like that's pretty healing. crazy. That's crazy. The talk. nubs for quick healing, right? Yeah, it's 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 you know crazy town exactly. But like the the nub is great for healing quick on the fly, and then like the other one's more for like summons or like I'll use it for for attacks. Okay. okay. But I mean, I like the nubs. I'm glad they're included. I I think I'm gonna stick with the nubs once uh, you know I, I publish the review and everything. But like I yeah. like them. They're different. I mean, everyone's got the the standard paddle, and I don't know. I just think the nubs different. Like it's just it's a cool feature. But what I kind of wish. Sony still had. sticking around at his desk. <laughs> is the little thing here? I love this thing. Oh yeah. The back button. I love right. the LED screen on the back. I really wish they kept that. Yeah. Yeah. If it seems like a missed opportunity oh. that they released that, introduced it at it the very the end. Time. It just came yeah. at the worst time. Right. The back button was a great addition to PlayStation. Yep. It came at the worst time, and I just kind of wish they kept iterating on it and including into their controller. Because I mean, who doesn't want more information off their controller? Yeah, yeah fair enough. But, no, it's a great product. I mean, it's out very good tomorrow. I believe I think it's the twenty sixth. It launches twenty sixth. Yep, yep. And I'm just looking forward to seeing what everyone else thinks. But I've had a couple conversations with. I guess a couple of developers from the states, and they they're excited for it because they're they're like, this is gonna give you know playstation games a little bit more uh openness to you know create like combos for their games and whatever and it's cool it's a great time to be a playstation gamer it's a great time to be a gamer in general because we're in the throes of a very very big season yeah that's true yeah exactly yeah yeah launches tomorrow uh 269 in canada nearly half the price of a playstation so if you have the means to 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 purchase one i i personally think it has a suite of functions that are awesome the price the battery life i think are worth considering if you're gonna go out and buy one you, i looked at it. you could buy three three standard dual sense for yeah. that price <laughs> so so it's like what do you really want and, and, oh the cool thing is you can also use your charger so if you have like that uh two port I guess fair just, enough. Yep. You could use it on the, the edge. So like it fits with whatever existing accessories you have. It's great. I like that. They just thought of, you know, keeping it within the family. Sony's notorious for, you know, having their own peripherals. And like, that's kind of always been something I didn't like about them. Yeah. Looking at the PS Vita's memory cards and then the PlayStation portables. 
SD cards, those things were a nightmare. So I'm glad they just they're starting to see that we don't want that anymore, and they're taking that to heart. Exactly. Um, and yeah, and kind of pivoting from PlayStation to PlayStation, uh, at PlayStation VR, uh, Steph, I, I want to throw it over to you because, uh, you know, being in the trenches of, of VR and yep. AR, what, what, what are you, are you looking forward to PSVR? I know you pointed out your headset in the background. Um, are you looking to pick one up? Are you excited for it? Um, what, what are you, what are you thinking of? I don't know. Like I, like I have a PS5 and it only works for PS5, yeah. which I think if that I, I don't know how much that that is going to be an issue because depending on how many you know there's a, it, it, a lot of people had a hard time getting their hands on that console <laughs> yeah. we were like we got it up like just clawed people and managed to get one um at the very beginning i'm excited for what it's gonna do for the rest of the industry yeah sure um I think it's funny because like Bobby, you keep complaining about the whole tether idea. Like I have this like vision of you as a child being tethered by your parents, like while they were shopping, and that's why he had the harness on in Kmart. Yeah, exactly. And I I was actually bad for running away. Like I'd I'd run away at Zellers just because like it's Zellers, right? Who who doesn't want to get lost in Zellers? So like I ran away from my parents. Sandy's coming back. It's back, but like, is it really back though? I heard it's just inside of the bay, which is like, okay. Yeah, if it it doesn't have the the diner, is it really back? I need to sell the diner. We lost lost sellers to Target and then Target. Target did not do well. We know what happened with Target, but like, it was not a sacrifice I I, I agree with. No. I need my sellers back. Yeah. (laughs) But yeah, yeah, going back to the tether, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I don't know. It just it throws me off. Like I, I had a, a situation where I was playing Iron Man VR and I just kept tripping because like you're moving around. Yeah. And it's just like this stupid cables in the way, and then you see like the meta. I think it's the meta quest too, and it's like I love the idea of no cables. Mm-hmm. I just love that. It's so just like, weird depending on what the experience is. Um, I was really lucky. Like I've worked with. Um, Five R's, which is the Festival of International VR and AR Stories, which I think is going into its, oh God, I think eighth or ninth year. Like it's a long time for a VR festival um, to be one of the first. It was founded in Toronto uh, by Karen Blakey Sanchez. And like, we were really lucky to learn about the onboarding and different experiences and watching people do VR essentially. Mm -hmm. And so like, it was always tethered. And so we'd always have to kind of figure it out. Um, And then even just watching what people, what content people like. So everyone assumes that you want to stand and run around, but the majority of the time people are seated. Like they're not running around unless you're going to like an LBE, like a location-based entertainment space, Mm -hmm. like the void, or, you know, I think, um, oh God, uh, the one in the distillery district used to have a void, but they're the rec room. Yes. Yep. There, they, yeah. there's another, I've seen they're starting to build out more like centers with more VR stuff, but people are seated because they don't, they get tired. Yeah. <laughs> like, so having the PlayStation tethered with a USB C, I don't think is a, a massive deal. It's going to depend on no, the game. Exactly. Like yes, that's, absolutely. that's when it becomes a problem. Um, I, I remember doing like with Demio, like Demio is going to be on the, on the PS uh, VR 
it's great seated. Like you're not moving around, running around. Um, I don't know if anyone's tried like Vader Immortal. Very fun. I've been, I've Very been fun. I've never. Oh, tried. you should just leave this conversation. And go do it. <laughs> oh, it is one. It is one of. It's a great narrative and like interactive. Um, I remember I did like my whole basement before I moved furniture in and just like mapped out the whole basement as a. That's basement. so cool. Yeah. So much fun. Um, but that's something that you couldn't be tethered for. Right. Um, so it's definitely it's going to be interesting what the content is that they're picking up, what games what works like I with the quest will play a lot of games that are tethered because I do like to side low certain games like especially with um side quest to see what's new what projects people are working on um so they're not always polished so you know you don't know where they're coming from sure um but I am excited about PC VR I think again it's one of those ecosystem things like people already have consoles at home to add something else to their gaming collection like that isn't that much of a leap. No. And once they get into, they're like, oh, I really like immersive games. I'm open to trying other things. Yeah. Um, so that's that's a win. Like, I'm happy to see them succeed. Um, I want to see really amazing content. I mean, watching content over the past 10 years, change has been really amazing. Um there's been some awful things that I've had to watch of just in terms of like, technically speaking, they make you very nauseous. Like I have a pretty strong stomach and VRC legs. Sure. Um, but there are some that it's just like, they did not think about this or let anyone try this before they shipped it. I'll never forget. I think it was East Combat 7. They included a, you know, a haphazard uh, VR uh, mode in their game and oh as soon as that plane took off i wanted to throw up and i don't i have a really good stomach like you i can handle locomotion and vr and everything that was the one game where i was like nope and put it away and never picked it up again like immediately you could tell that some people just did not think about oh, okay what's the average audience going to be like not the person who spent 50 hours developing this mode no, you, you want it to be a familiar experience. Yeah. Like I want to be in a game or an IP that I am comfortable, I know, and I just want to be in this world. Like the other day, I just like I tweeted out that I'd really love to see like the Golden Compass books turned into an mm. open world game. Like that's an IP that I love. Like I think that would be really interesting to turn that into a game, whether it's a VR game, an AR game, like the story would be amazing and yeah. I would buy in. And that's another thing with VR is at the very beginning, I could tell people I was showing VR and they'd be like, it was sexy and fun. Like it was a whole new thing. Like I could just like throw out the word and people would show up. And then yep. people got really nervous about it. Like I put a headset on, you can't see, I can't see what you're looking at. Like, are you laughing at me? Sure. And that became a problem. Like I would even travel when I was traveling and going on vacation, I'd stop into all these like location-based arcades and say, how are you marketing it? Mm-hmm. And it's like the IP has to drive. Like when you tell your engineer, like the engineering department, hardware department, like people don't care about hardware, you're going to get. <laughs> <laughs> but it's true. Like for us, we're not selling hardware. We're selling holograms. Yeah. yeah. And that's something that's like from the top down, like Jerry's, you know, make sure she drives at home. We all have that like ingrained in us. Um the one thing that I am worried about the PlayStation is that it has haptics. 
in the headset. That's why I'm so curious about. I this. have migraines. I right. don't want my head vibrating. Yeah, and when they're like, oh yeah, it's haptics. You can feel, you know, the, the rumble and everything. In I'm your curious. Head? In your head, I was like, but but do you have the the uh, controllers in your hand? Isn't that enough? And I'm wondering. Yeah, I'm I'm really eager to get my hands on this just to figure out like if it's like a rock to the side of the head or if it's like a nice little it's massage. Too like, it's too immersive. Exactly. To be fair, How many concussions like, do people get in VR? Right. To be fair though, Sony's haptics are the best. Like, Sure. It's so subtle. I think they can do it. Put it in the headset and you'll feel a bit more immersive. I'm sure they're going to launch something down the line where you're going to wear like, you know, those, I think it's like ready player one where we're in the suits and you can feel the hits and all that. Like, I'm sure they're going to build up to that, but like, Oh, there's so many like companies that are doing it. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's what Sony's trying to do. They're just trying to test the water with the headset, with the haptics. And I think yeah. it'll work. It will. But work. I mean, I mean they, they have Creed rise to glory coming out for this. Am I just going to get knocked out by Jonathan majors and <laughs> just be lying? I, would. I can't I wait would. to watch that stream. Yeah, right. That's gonna be a good one. Just like people were five minutes them, in. Yeah, just, people were knocking themselves out with Resident Evil. Yeah, like there was that one yeah, video of that guy that. freaking out in like a lazy boy jumping up and smashing into his wall, and Which I'm just like, so good. One of my favorite v- VR moments. It's so sa- like it's so savage. Like I'm just looking forward to those. Yeah, you know, you're mentioning. I want to see those fails because like I love the fails. Like the Wii fails were probably the best ever. Oh yeah. Now it's like destroyed. What's, yeah, like what's PSVR gonna do? Because like, I've I saw my friends like trip and fall. So it's like okay, now let's see what the rest of the world's gonna do. Because one 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 tethered cable, there's gonna be some incidents where people are flailing around in their kitchen and they just fall and they're done. They just don't know how to play it, you know. If they're doing that, thing, the average person who plays VR like they don't know how to play games, and that that's <laughs> they can do Beat Saber, which you end up punching people. Yeah, um, that's true. Yeah, I, I'm curious as to how social this is. Like, that's the one thing. Like, I remember bringing home VR, and it was always like my family would like, oh, at Christmas, they're like, oh, right, everyone sit in the living room, and you can watch like it was like VR worlds that they had on the PlayStation, mm-hmm. the original one. Um, they need to bring that back. Oh my god, it PlayStation was- Home. If they have that in the VR, like VR Life, whatever it's called, has a competitor right there. Like Sony perfected it 15 years ago and then they just dropped it that yep. playstation home was incredible like i spent so much time just talking to people and just going to these like i guess they're like exhibitions but like going to e3 in ps home was cool like you can go there you can like talk to actual booth hosts and like play their games and get uh like uh i think it was uh avatars and just like stuff like mm-hmm. that it was cool now put it in VR. Like VR makes sense for for PlayStation Home. What PlayStation is trying to do, like they're just very resistant to that that setting. And I would be there day one. I would probably spend the first week just walking around and just seeing what they could do. 100%. Well, if you look at like the success of VR chat, I love it's VR chat. Huge. I love seeing the videos. I see videos of people dressing up as Spider Man, and then like they're singing and throwing people off. It is buildings. the most bonkers world. I know you will I ever will... experience. Like, I've it's re- it is that. really cool, but there you'll find some weird people. Oh, absolutely! No, and, and that's kind of what I'm hopeful to see Sony bring over. Just unlock the door to some weird VR experiences, because I know it's Sony, so they're going to be buttoned up a little bit. They're going to, you know, try to keep the the gates 
close relatively sure. back. They need Kevin Butler PlayStation era back because that was their best era. They were just fun and they just they knew it. But I, I think, like, yeah, exactly. They got to get weird. They got to kind of elicit learn. some sort, some sort of like wild west mentality where they're like, you know, we have you know Horizon, we have all these other experiences, but then we have like the shady <laughs> you know like the 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 dark corner where you're like oh i can go into vr chat and just you know be kermit let's be weird let's I mean, just be really weird i went on a, oh god it was so much fun there was like this um asian avatar market okay that's cool like so we went on this like tour and of like all these different avatars that you could purchase and you're walking through this market and you could like see all these anime characters like i'm running around I don't even remember what I was, but like my friend's a burrito. Someone else is a couch. <laughs> that's amazing. And like, yeah, we're just like stumbling through yeah. and we'll go like VR world hopping, which during the pandemic was the most amazing thing to have that social experience of being able to stand next to someone in VR. That proximity was a very interesting feeling, um, especially because you'd lost it throughout this yeah. whole, like, you know, we're locked in our homes. So for any of us who were like in VR to begin with, we're like, oh, like we got this back, um, which was kind of nice. I'm super bummed that Alt Space is is uh, gone now. They just lost, like they just closed that down at Microsoft. Mm-hmm. I went to the yep. first VR wedding there. Really? A million years yeah, that's ago. Cool. That's so cool. HoloLens yeah. was a great product. I don't know what they were thinking, but like, I really wish it, they they stuck with it. Maybe they will, but. I was really hopeful to just have it at home one day because it just Me looks so, so cool. Just seeing the stuff you could like uh, blueprint with it and build like, uh, I don't know. I think I'll never forget that game. demo that they showed for Minecraft with dropping the yeah, blocks in that's uh, what I, you know, that's what I felt AR. And I was like, like no kidding. They're yeah, actually doing AR this. And then... great. I love AR. I really wish yeah. it was a little bit more ahead of where it is. But Me too. People are get very, it till very, very, there you go. I, I'm looking forward to it. like I want to get one. I just need the space. Like I was telling Steve, I have space for nothing right now. So like once I have space, <laughs> I'm gonna build an office where I could literally just turn around. It's not that bad. Like for people who collect a lot of games, like that takes up a lot of space. Versus if you right. already have a Steam library, it's all you just digital. have to hold, and like the board folds up nice and flat. That's what I need. I'm, I, I'm, I've been looking at Kill Five for a while. Like I do all one. It's just where am I gonna put it? And then. My girlfriend, if I have it on the table in the, in the family room, she's probably going to be like, nope, move it out. It doesn't fit the aesthetic. So you know how it is. <laughs> move it into your dirty bedroom, Bobby. You know what? Today. If it does get dusty, you can wipe it off because retroreflective material is easy to clean. Oh, yeah. I, I'm very prudent about dusting. I dust like every almost every other day. It's just, I, need, I can't see dust anywhere. I hate it. I literally cannot stand dust. It's just like it's like the biggest deterrent for me. I'm like... I'll go into cleaning mode any day, anywhere. I'll clean your house if I'm there and I see dust. Like I'm that kind of person. You're on. You're Good. on. Yeah, come do yeah, it. I, have... <laughs> I, okay, I did. I did offer. Okay, My problem is dog fur. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, before we start wrapping up, I I quickly want to just talk about Apple. Uh, trying to you know long rumored uh, trying to get into the ar vr uh, space opening like a brand new parallel for them uh stephanie do, the, do you think apple's the one to to, to crack the code do you think <sighs> they are going to do the same thing that they did with the ipod the iphone is this headset the next thing it's hard like it's one of the ones that i get asked about 
the most really? particularly from my family because okay. they're most of my family aren't gamers but they're just like you know i want the minority report i want like the heavy rain screen yeah. like they they want the co- the contact lens so mojo originally was creating like this ar contact lens which just kind of uh they stopped development i think about two weeks ago um i'm not comfortable sticking one of those things in my eyes yet like yeah it's yeah, a bit no worrisome sense. um but with Apple, Apple's going to be interesting because it's one, it's Apple and they will get people to pay a premium and people will do it. And yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm the same. Like I, I have a wall of PCs right here that I'm working with. I've got lap, like PC laptops or Microsoft laptops, but my phone is Apple. My watch is Apple. My iPad, like I'm part of that ecosystem as well. And I think, you know, there is, I think the price point is um, $3,000 right now. They're going to be looking. US, yep. Yeah. And they're going to be looking at a, a cheaper one. I think it's at fourteen to $1,600 for their next iteration. Yeah. So I think the rumored rollout is like they, they get the AR VR headset out later this year probably around the spring they're they're going to reveal it 2025 is when they're supposed to get a cheaper ar only set of glasses where it's not like a full headset it's just almost maybe similar to a tilt five kind of thing that's what i've been reading and yeah it's supposed to be cheaper supposed to be cheaper i think you know the three thousand dollar mark is it's going to be Yeah. Yeah. But if anyone's going to get someone to pay that it's, it's not going to be HoloLens. It's not going to be Magic Leap. It's going to be Apple. Um, I think it's going to be, it's also going to depend on the content. Like, is this going to be your computer screen times a million in front of you? Are you answering email, mail messages? Are you watching Netflix? Like, what are you, what are you doing with it? Like, I don't think this is going to be a gaming device. Um, that's my concern of like, what is it? What am I going to do with this? What like, is it? Yeah. What is it? Like, I remember, I don't know if you've ever seen like the, they were the North glasses that were created. They were actually developed in Toronto. Yep. I, um, I do. So I went to like, and tr- it was funny. I went to the, um, it was at CES. There's a massive lineup to try them on in the Amazon booth. And I'm waiting in line. I'm like, what am I doing? They're in Toronto. It's <laughs> just like, I just messaged. I'm like, can I come on Thursday? They're like, yeah. um so i went i went to their studio and did the whole process and and tried it and i thought it was really interesting um this was before i got my eyes lasered though so like not having prescription like i had really bad eyes and it was really hard to focus on the one kind of space um my concern is like i for for google maps like my phone already tells me where i need to go like how much interaction do i need on my face walking down the street do i i already get annoyed when people are sending me text messages and like if someone can get a hold of me all the time and now it's going to be in my eyes like yeah (laughs) that's going to be interesting i wonder if if it's going to go like you know but you have the enterprise kind of version or if that's where they're going to go with it um yeah i do like they said that they're they, they i mean they have ar kit to make games i'm curious what those games are going to be um if they're going to be like obviously they've got the app store there is a platform or an ecosystem that they already have that yeah if i already own it on my phone are they going to make an ar version of it 
And I think that's one of the more interesting things is that they are building out their own operating system for this, which then leads to, okay, they're going to have their own, you know, dedicated app store or app adjacent store. So what does that mean for stuff like you were saying, entertainment, Netflix, Google Maps, stuff like that? Is it just going to be available day one or is it just going to be, you know, a slow rollout of like, okay, it's very limited where you're going to get an alarm on your on your headset and then maybe in a year's time you can actually watch a video while you're you know yeah in the corner of your screen while you're walking down the street i don't know like if you, i don't know if you guys seen the htc vive flow or htc flow so it was no. a lighter lighter headset um and you could i think do netflix they had a um a partnership with i think trip meditation and so when i sat down with um oh, htc i was like this is something that my parents could use. Sure. Like this isn't as complicated. It plugged into your phone and you could yeah. move your hand, your, your, it would just take over the, the, the control and you could mm-hmm. swipe. Um, I don't know where they are right now with it, but that was something that I was like, I could see a generation using this. If there is a specific use case or something simple, or if you're on an airplane, like, but as an everyday object, I'm curious as to like I say this now, but like as I see when it comes out, I'm like, oh, I, I bought two pairs. Yeah. Um, like one pair that's sunglasses and one pair that's not. Um, but it's good. I mean, we've been waiting for this. Like, this is like the Avatar movie of AR glasses. Like, <laughs> fourteen. Look cool. I'm looking at them right now. They yeah. feel, I've never seen them before, but I would use these. Is it the one with like the blue strap? It's it's like a the, black strap. They look like big. Okay. Bug eyes, kind of. I guess. Yeah. I mean, oh, the, yeah, those ones. Yeah, these flows on. I'm looking at. They look. They. I would wear yeah. these. I would use yeah. these every day. And they're comfy. They're super, super light. Um, and it was. I mean, I think I can't remember if my phone got hot because I, I I tested them out a couple times. Um, but the fact that they were light, they were easy to use. They did what they needed to do. My parents weren't aren't gamers. They if they were on a plane, they could pop these things on and watch something. For sure. Yeah. Um, and I don't, I'm not really sure at the, the, the price point, but yeah, like, I mean, I'm used to doing VR everywhere. Like I've have no shame anymore. Like I've done it sitting on a subway cause I needed to review a piece before Amazing. I had to like an article and I was just like, Oh my God, I'm sitting on the TTC with this thing on. I'm like, I don't care. <laughs> There's going to be a blog TO article of like crazy woman sits here. Yeah. Uh, but we we keep uh, you know obviously because of who we are and our audiences and stuff like that always you know default to uh vr associated with video games and everything i think honestly apple is probably best set up to be the first one to kind of break that that uh thought process of like the, the default is always vr or ar always associated with games because i think that that's super limited. Always have have thought that way. I think VR and AR can always be used for oh, so many options, many other mediums and and applications. Uh, whether or not it's you know uh, stuff in the real world, like uh, you know the business world, or if it's just entertainment. And I think Apple is the one that's. I think I even read an article. Maybe I even wrote an article. I don't even know at this point because it's been so long. <laughs> We've been talking about this headset uh, that they that they. Um, Con- uh, contracted John Favreau to start making like oh yeah of course Why VR like- and AR specific um, content. I think that's 
that's awesome to you can't make a you can't make hardware without con like if you come exactly. out with hardware and that was like one thing with tail five is that we had to make sure that we had a launch list of games before it made it out to right. backers and then we signed a deal with like asmodee digital so like Kitan's coming out like that was a huge deal for us yeah. um and we've got a couple other titles so again it's like that ip that content needs to drive it i'm Apple's really good with the whole idea of like the quantified self. Like, I don't know, like that obsession of like, for me, I know like Apple health, like steps, like I have fasting apps. I have, I want to know like body fat percent. Like I even like, I have another attachment to my (laughs) (laughs) wall. Like I'm literally like, it's funny because I, um, I've, I I wore Fitbit for years and years and years. Mm-hmm. And I actually, I was hit by a car years ago and I had to like relearn how to walk. Um, and so I have all the data of like from being fit oh to yeah. having to learn how to walk again and understand. So like people are obsessed with understanding their own data. So whether you can use it in a way or not, but like Apple's really good with health tracking. Um, so that could be a really interesting concept for like the reality pro headset. Right. Yeah. And one I never really thought of because obviously I don't think that anyone assumes that, you know, later on this year, we're all going to be going on marathons with these headsets on. But that being said, I do think that there is a, a real possibility where, you know, it's doing step tracking, it's doing calorie burning, it's doing all that. And it's all kind of built into this, you know, UI system that's just right there. I think that, yeah, I've never really even considered that. Yeah, That's and how long are you supposed to wear these things for? Like the, the batteries last two hours. Um, I think there is like a, a pack or something that plugs in. Right. Um, yeah, I'm just, I'm just interested. Like, I think if there's a use case, there's a reason and then there's content. Like yeah. for us until five, it was our one sole reason is getting friends and family together. Like, at the beginning, there was uh, Jerry had founded a company called Cast AR, and they tried to do everything, you like enterprise, medical, like, and it was you can't do everything. Um, that being said, every kit that we have is a developer kit, so you can build if you want to build oh. it, you can. So I've had like we have an MRI that you can review and check out, like so. There's medical applications, um, enterprise. Like I remember when we were, I was at AWE. And of course I have the, sh- the shirt on my back says like ready, set fucking holograms. <laughs> and I had two guys from NASA chase me down through a cafeteria. They're just like, Oh my God, you're from till five. We want to talk to you. So there's like, we've had different applications come to us and we're like, yeah, man, you can build it. Like go for it. Um, but yeah, I'm interested to see what Apple does. Like, is it, is this going to be for, is this going to replace my phone? Right. That's what, that's that's what it always comes down to. Is is Apple going to do the exact same thing it's done every single time? Where it's oh, you had a MP3 player, not anymore. It's an iPod. You oh, you had a smartphone. No, it's an you know, it's an iPhone now. Everyone just and yeah, same thing. Oh, I stand around like if I look like, yeah. my phone upstairs and I'm in the kitchen talking into my watch. I feel like Inspector Gadget. Like it's. I wonder if that line of communication is going from pocket to wrist now to. Your yeah. face. I don't know. Uh, it's Bluetooth headsets. Remember those little things? Yeah. Oh, oh man, I had one of those. Yeah. I it made it made you feel like you were like 
an executive at some like random uh, like, just uh, <laughs> power suit. Yikes. <laughs> right. Yeah, man, I, yeah. Um yeah, I I don't want to keep you uh, any longer, Stephanie. I think this was a great conversation and uh kind of thought piece on the scope of AR and VR right now in early 2023, I think it's got, you know, a lot of potential to, to kind of grow and uh, continue to evolve this year. Uh, I can't wait to personally see where it kind of goes now. Um, but uh, yeah, I just wanted to, once again, thank you so much for your time. If uh, people want to connect with you online and keep up with you till five, everything that's kind of going on, where could they do so? Uh, you can find me at on Twitter and pretty much most social platforms at sd greenall um and you can find tilt five at at tilt five f-i-v-e um and just check out everything that we're doing kits are available you can purchase them they are no longer a massive weight um you can they're they're real they're coming and and we've got some really exciting games and it's it's a new way to play video games which is a interesting concept so it's not just staring straight at a screen. You can yep. get like the fact that you can get body cues and poker faces now while playing a video game. That's so cool. It can get very aggressive. Absolutely. I can only imagine. Um, I believe it. Yeah, it's a lot I, of fun. It's <laughs> so much fun. And if you get D&D on there, I mean, I'm just saying that's going to be big. <laughs> you can stream it. We have True. streaming capabilities. So yeah. Bobby, how about you? Where can people connect with you and uh, find console creatures? You can check me at bpashalidis on every social platform in existence. Uh, Consolecreatures.com at consolecreature on every other platform. We can't fit the S in because of some weird limitation, but that's another story. <laughs> I never got I'll never get it. I have an angry email. Yeah, I, I try. Give I us actually, our ass. I, I wrote, I spoke to somebody about Twitter Canada once. I'm like, what's with the with the, the, the limit on the name? And then they, they had no answer for me. Just know. call Elon. Oh, God. Yeah, just call him up. Yeah, I'll call him. Just badmouth him and then he'll get, you can get his attention. I, I tried to do that and it didn't work. I don't know if he didn't <laughs> hear me. Like, I maybe I was shadow banned, but like, I called him an idiot and nothing really happened. And uh, as for me, you can find me across all social media at Asfigvari. And um, yeah, as for the, the podcast, um, yeah, we're available across all podcast services. So if you, um, no matter where you find us, leave us a review and subscribe to the feeds because it really goes a long way for us. And we'll be back next week. Dave will also be back next week uh, in the hosting chair, which will be nice. Uh, miss him very dearly. So yeah, until then, uh, we'll see you all. Thank you. Goodbye. Thank you.